millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. SC report for round five of the NRL and Lakey and JT are here and we've got a promise to make for all of you. We've got a, a bet amongst each other here. If we don't go below 40 minutes as I stall there, we will donate $50 each to Movember. Lakey, how does that sound? I'm all in, mate. So it's come from, uh, we're always asking for our constructive criticism and it's come f- that we tend to waffle. So we're doing our best. We're going to cut it down. Uh, if not, we're going to donate. We almost went over an hour with our Teamless Tuesday podcast last night there. So I think it's only worthwhile that for the fans and listeners out there, we make sure your commute doesn't need to be any longer than it has to be. So we're going to keep all the Teamless Tuesday, well, all the trades and captaincy talk, I should say, uh, speak to a, well, the important and the minimum here. So Lakey, I promise it. Do you promise I'm it? I'm in. Yep, absolutely. We don't go back on our promises here. So it's around round five, uh, trades and captaincy pod here, the SC report. Obviously, the all the, the usual here, we go through the people's team, uh, Lange or Wenon's, uh baby there. We make sure that they're going okay. And I think they captained Ryan Pappenhausen last week. So we'll go through all the ins and outs from that side there and where you can go to to be a part of the NRL SC Talk people's team. We'll talk about some of the how the squad makeups are faring for the top forty Supercoach players um, in the so in the season so far. Four rounds that it has been there. Obviously, fullbacks heavy, but a um, few surprising um, stats coming out there. I didn't think the forwards would feature so heavily, but here we are there. And it's round five, but already we're talking about buy planning. So this season, rather than last year when we got all these COVID trades and there were absolutely no origin by weeks, this season it's reared its ugly head again. And should it be now that we're starting to think about who we've got for our coverage in those all-important weeks and who we should be targeting there. We'll have a look at some of those guys there. We'll also then have a look at some of the round five plays. So who are people trading in and out and what we think of those there. So, Lakey, it's a short and sweet pod. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm good, mate. I'm ready to get stuck into it. I've got a Well, I'm trying to figure out my trades this week, if any, so I'm happy to have a chat. I love it because, as you told me before we went to air, you are not trading anyone this week. Looking like that, um, I still, though, have um, Jason Saab sitting there as an AE nightmare, absolute nightmare. Um, And I was assured by someone who shall remain nameless for his own sake that he would be dropped this week and I'd be spared the uh, embarrassment of having to roll him out again. But um, he's still there, so I've got that decision to make. Mr. Desmond Hasler has not lived up to his end of the bargain. No, that's it. Mm, 
finds a way into our Supercoach sides and the NRL for yet another week to come. All right, mate. So we've gone through what we uh, are going to go through for this Wednesday night pod here. So if we go through some of the squad makeups, the top 40 sides or top 40 players so far in season 2021, I had a quick look. I did some number crunching there. It is my profession after all. I've done some looking at the stats there. I pulled out a few things here. If you were to say who in the top 40 uh, Supercoach scoring players so far in 2021 who have played more than two games, who would you expect? What position would you expect to feature heavily? Um, well, obviously, fullback. We know they're just absolutely killing it at the moment. Um, and the other one that's usually up and abouts is second rowers. Hmm. Yep, you're not wrong there. If you have a look there, top 40, excluding guys like Sam Walker, I think your boy Bradman Best as well. So a couple of guys we scratch off the list there, having not played more than two games. So if you have a look at the top 40 players here, fullback, 10 players in the top 40 there. That includes Corey Thompson, Adam Dewey, and Jermaine Asako. Did you expect to see those names in the top 40 Highest averaging Supercoach player. Honestly, no. Corey Thompson is just shocking that he's up there. Where is he actually sitting at? I would be around the 30 to 40 mark, I think. Still just a phenomenal effort for him. Right on sort of 38. Um, But, Mm. yeah, considering what the Broncos have done too, Jermaine Asako being up there is another shock. And, um, yeah, and Dewey. He's come in. He's played Mm. two, two, three. Three really good games. So, yeah, good for him. That's it. And they're center wing eligible as well, which is, well, I think Dewey's actually 5'8", but it's a it's a tough position to fill there, that center wing spot. But, geez, if you've got a guy fullback eligible, just seem to be absolutely killing it as we expect there. I don't think anyone's uh, too surprised about that stat there. If you go down the list in terms of positions here, center wing out of the top 40, they have got five. So, you know, that's not... Not a huge stat there, given there's so many to pick from there. We've got it's it's the most um, plentiful position in terms of who you need to pick from in your side. You have to pick seven. So, geez, I've picked seven absolute duds to start the year, but five are really good scoring. How many? How many of them do you reckon you've got? Uh, I've got Blake Ferguson, so he's actually been an oh, yeah. Well, it's only because I started with Brian Kelly, who broke his hand um, midway through round one. I had to make a call there, so I went break Blake Ferguson as re- replacement and uh, fared me well. Actually, he scored 111 last week, um, but the surprising one for me is. Um, not surprising that he's this far up considering what he's doing. Brett Morris I'm talking about, um, but that he's number two overall on our list. Incredible. He's just been just, he's like a fine wine. He's getting better and better and better with age. Um, So he's actually with his 118 on the weekend leapfrog Teddy into number two position. Mm. It's an incredible spot actually. Like Brett Morris, obviously he feeds off the back of some of the better um, attacking players in that Roosters side there. But, geez, he just somehow finds a way to do it. And it's not like he's just falling over the line either. If you watch some of the play he pulls out there, he manages manages to find uh, the infield in a basically impossible position, um, fielding a kick in the end goal. He's still doing stuff that you would expect a 21-year-old to do. Yeah, exactly it's just, right. He caught a ball. It's not a flash in the pan. He caught a ball off um, Sam Walker, I believe it was, on the weekend, or even Teddy, and he just 
had to beat three or four people to get to the line and and he did it. He carried two of them over with him. It's just, mm. yeah, he's playing phenomenal footy at the moment and the talk was he was going to retire at end of season. It's, it's hard to justify, isn't it? You, you've got to keep going. Oh, exactly right. I mean, the hairline might be receding as it is for, for all of us, but, geez, the, the, form he's, <laughs> the form he's putting out. I'm driving the Recedes Benz pretty hard, mate. The uh, the form he's putting out there is absolutely incredible. So, for a very highly priced uh, 732K yeah, he finds himself at right uh, He came in as the most expensive centre wing in the game and he's gone up uh, 100K. It's just he's in cracking form. So let's speak about some of the other positions that might not be so profitable. So hooker, you've got five in the top uh, 40 there. So normally you expect a lot of the tackle bots to be coming through there. But the most surprising one, Reed Marnie. So he finds himself top of the list and fourth overall there. Fresh off a ton last week. He's just finding attacking stats at left, right, and center and doing the job there. But obviously we've got guys like Jaden Braley who also finds himself in that top 40 list there doing their thing. So, so far, Hooker, I think, has probably been the least of our problems, you'd hope, overall there. Damien Cook, bit of a roller coaster. We would expect his name normally up there, but haven't, uh, can't see his name in that top 40 there. So he's, uh, yeah, up and down, but you'd expect him to feature. The pretty heavily in that uh, that top 40 to close the year out. Halfback, there's actually five uh, in the top 40 there. So obviously Nathan Cleary, he's the one that they've got in the top 10 there. He's the guy that you want there. But a lot of guys like the, your Jamal Fogarty's those sort of uh, Ben Hunt, obviously he's injured now. Luke Keary, another one that was in there as well. A couple of guys that are injured there. But halfback, no longer do we have the sort of James Maloney's and, and JT's. It's sort of the Nathan Cleary show. And I guess Sam Walker, do you expect anything else no, coming into round no. five? And we knew that coming in. We knew it was going to be Nathan Cleary. Mm-hmm. And um, and the rest. So if you didn't start with Cleary, you're really taking a flyer that somebody else could, um, you know, make up a decent score to really float you along the way. Cody Nickareem has been one. Um, mm. He's got a 70-point average through four games um, and the dual, um, dual position availability. So he's been a really su- – Real, uh, a surprise packet for the Warriors and uh, for Supercoach, but it's it's it really is. It's Nathan Cleary or, or no one. Um, he's going to be far and away the best option there. Sam Walker, um, and we speak about it a bit more later. He's already the most traded in player of the week, and um, he's only played the one game. So if you're not getting him this week, you've got another chance to wait and and grab him next week, he's going to have huge ownership numbers in a couple of weeks. It certainly is. He's, uh, without a doubt, a bargain sort of basement price there and playing in such a pretty handy NRL and Supercoach side there. And the way he fitted in over the weekend was just unreal. Um, belied his very, very young age. So Sam Walker, definitely a star on the rise. Uh, five eighth positions, mate. So in terms of the top 18, there is a couple there. Oh, top 20, I should say. Top of the list there, Jerome Luai, uh, number six in terms of overall average or point scoring, I should say, since round one. So he is absolutely flying there. He's ahead of Nathan Cleary. Did you expect that so far? I really didn't. I didn't at all. He's been phenomenal, though. He's really driving the ship for the Panthers. And when coming into the five, uh, coming into the season, the 5'8", we sort of thought it was going to be the same as um, Cleary at halfback, didn't we, like? 
uh, Munster and Cody Walker, um, and then some other guys um, who would just be there and thereabouts. But yeah, Michael Morgan. No, some other good guys. Um, so, but Luai's really taken the reins as the premier five eight through the first four rounds at least. Hmm. But just look at the way he plays. Like, it's unreal the way he bounces off tackles, the way he just shifts the it's attack. It's fun to watch. He is time. fun to watch. He's got mm. dancing feet. He, he just, I think he lulls the defensive line into a, um, a sleep, basically. They just don't know what to do. They stand there and watch, get flat-footed, and then he explodes. Hmm. No, absolutely. He's been incredible to start the season. If you've gone the Cleary and Luai combo... Uh, since round one, you must be up the top end of the table there because that's a huge call to make. Yep, absolutely. You've done very well for yourself there. Um, the last few positions here, as we mentioned second row forwards, obviously they're part and parcel of super coach. They get the tackles, they get the offloads, the bus, whatever it might be. Thinking of your Ryan Madison's, um, your Cameron Murray's and Angus, Crichton. yeah, Angus Crichton's. Yep. So all those sort of guys, well, apart from Cameron Murray, they're all really doing their thing. Tavita Pangai Jr., he's been a, a bit of a revelation there, I guess, for Supercoach in the first couple of weeks. He's fell away a little bit last week there against the Storm, but um, he's been very good with offloads and all that sort of thing. But it's no longer the Fords sort of game. I think having a look at the the way that NRL has played, at least in the opening month here, and in terms of Supercoach there, we're not really looking for these um, big-minute Fords or the big attacking stat Fords. We're really trying to just squeeze in these sort of Jerome Luais and, and, and those other sort of guys in centre wing rather than looking for a Ford that gets a lot of work done out there. Is that, to you, a change in the way that this game is now played? Yeah, I think it is. It's uh, Supercoach has always been a boomer bust game, hasn't it? And you could just got to be on at the right time. We've always spoken about the purple patches that guys have had. I know Fox had one a few years ago where we averaged something like 120 over a month. Um, and if you were on, you'd, you're killing it. But if, you know, shortly after that, he would fall away again. But... The way that the game has changed and the new rules being what they are, they've made it quicker. Um, it seems like these these runs are not purple patches anymore. They're, they're the norm. Um, and mm. our fullbacks in particular are taking advantage of it and just putting on some mammoth scores. Will Kennedy, Thompson, Dewey. Osaka. Um, not all regular fullbacks, but the fact that they're up there in the top 40 Supercoach scoring sides just goes to show how uh, really heavily favoured Supercoach scoring you, is right you now. You could have given me side. 100 chances to guess the top 40 and I would not have had Corey Thompson in that list. No. Up the Titans, mate. He's, the, the Queensland again, team. he's another guy. He just puts in the work and... Um, he's so hard to bring down on any given run, so he's getting tackle breaks and, and what the like. And the Titans are an improving team, and they've got a lot more attacking points in them this year. Thompson's obviously a huge benefactor. And finally, the last on this position list here, and, and probably the one I find the most interesting. So normally we expect our prop forwards, our FRFs in this game to go very well and always be featured up the top end here. They get tackles, they get runs, and if you get big minutes, it generally translates into pretty good super coach scores. Zero of the top 10 are front row forwards. Zero top 10 averaging uh, super coaches over the last month who have played more than three games. Uh, front row forwards. So we think about the, goal, the likes of, I guess, 
Uh, TPJ, as we said, he's a front row forward option there. James Fisher Harris, TKO, all the uh, all the acronyms really. They're the sort of guys that you expect to see up there in that uh, front row spot for a lot of super coaches there. But they're not the ones up the top end of the table there. So I think it just goes to show that uh, meat and potato sort of guys there are no longer the flavor of the month. No, that's it. Junior Paulo is the highest ranked one we have, and he's sitting at about number 15, I think, once we exclude Sam Walker. So um, it's really a change in the guard. Your high work rate guys are just no longer what they were. But in saying that, we haven't had Payne Haas for the first couple of weeks. He's played one game. Exactly. So yep. we'll see what it like if it um, – evens out after a few more weeks yeah it's an interesting one because it's so early in the year we spoke about it last night just maybe this is an aberration the competition's going to even itself after a while and teams get used to the change in pace and change in rules so you know we're saying the attacking flair is being favored now but maybe as the season wears on we'll start to see those workhorse forwards find their way back up into the um the top tens and that sort of thing all right Leggy, by planning this is a very interesting topic here. We didn't have to consider it at all last year. What a what a ride that we had there. But round 13 and round uh, 17, I believe it is, are the bye weeks for this season. So origin players out, internationals as well, maybe getting uh, rested in and around those sort of weeks there. So it poses a very interesting conundrum for super coaches. And it may be, is it a time that we should be thinking about um, who we've got in terms of coverage and who we're targeting for those weeks, maybe the non-origin eligible players or the guys not likely to find their way into the side. So what are you, are you have you thought about origin at all over the last couple of weeks? Uh, not from a super coach perspective, I admit. Um, I did have a look as we're preparing for this pod that I've actually come out in pretty good stead for my buy planning. I've only got six guys um, whose team's, have a buy in round 13 at the moment. Um, but that's also not including um, Nathan Cleary, who's not going to be there or, um, you know, the obvious origin players. So I'll have some hurdles to jump leading into it, but um, I'm in a pretty good spot at the moment. How about yourself? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I didn't realize until today that there's actually a Supercoach Gold tool that you can use there. So if you go onto your My Team list on your phone, under tools, there you've got uh, show buyers and you can see who's playing in round 13, who's playing in round 17. So I've got, I think at this stage, 16 players uh, overall who are eligible to play that round 13 game, the first buy of the round, first buy of the season. But uh, you've got guys like Pappenhausen there, Cleary, Capewell, Tino, who obviously probably not going to play. So that that cuts it down to, say, 12 or 13 or so. But as, as you said, quite a surprise how many... Um, players I've actually got in that uh, round 13 bye week. So if you have a look at some of the, the teams playing, so you've got Dragons, Broncos, Tigers, Panthers, Storm, Titans, Knights, and the Eels. So plenty of popular teams in there. I think it's probably worthwhile that we now speak about some of the guys who may be the top guys in Supergosh who won't feature in Origin or are less likely to, as well as possibly some cheapies that we might be able to squeeze into our side who may play that round 13 game and provide some pretty handy numbers off the bench for you. So, Lakey, the first one is the guys who won't feature in Origin. And if we go through position by position there, so Teddy and Pappy, 
at fullback. They're obviously the the flavor of the month and probably flavor of the season here. Um, Teddy, without a doubt, will play for New South Wales barring injury. Pappenhausen, he's been spoken about as a utility option there. They just need to find a way to get him into that New South Wales side. So I think super coaches should probably plan for him to be out. If you were to go for a replacement for that week there, and well, it's going to be a couple of weeks, but if you were to look at some replacements for them there, and it's a lot of points on the bench there, I've had a earmarked couple of guys here, Matt Dufty and uh, Dylan Edwards. So playing for the Dragons and playing for the Panthers, respectively, there. I think you're almost just sacrificing too many points. As we've said at the top of the pod, that fullback spot there has been the most profitable. A guy like Edwards, a guy like Dufty, we know can turn it on. Weakened defensive lines. This could be their week. Are you eyeing these sort of guys off for maybe a short-term stint? Uh, Probably not. I don't know. I want to see what happens with Papi. I'm not convinced he's going to be there. Um, but if he does, I mean, Dufty's not a bad option playing the Broncos on on uh, round 13, um, who will be missing maybe a couple guys if they can justify picking them for an origin representative team. Um, but I guess the other option you can look at is if you're going to trade one of those guys out for whatever reason, you could go to a top choice um, center wing that you don't have and maybe move a Dane Laurie down there for a week. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's not a bad one there. I mean, uh, thankfully, we do have that fullback flexibility with Laurie there. But I mean, I imagine with... The Roosters and the way that they they tend to manage some of their superstars over the course of the season that Teddy might get a bit more of a rest than we'd hope over that um, month or so when he's playing Origin and, and the buyers and all that sort of stuff there. So I don't know. It depends if if you're getting a guy like Teddy at you know 850k and you can trade him down. I know we talk about it all the time. Do not trade Teddy out. Do not trade a gun out. But if you're going to do it over the any time in the season, surely a bye week when you can probably put in two fullbacks, genuine gun fullbacks like Edwards and Dufty, or even Laurie if, if that's where you go. I mean, it's it's not a no-brainer, but geez, you've got to be thinking about it if you want to target these rounds as uh, as time to go up in the Supercoach ranking. Yeah, that's it. But um, I think for me, I would look at getting. 
I would look more at the lorry route because um, you could go to a NOFO in the same side um, or the Panthers playing. So you could get To'o. Titans are playing. Um, the Knights with Bradman Best if he's back. Those sorts of names. So you could get a genuine gun of the sec- center wing um, and maybe look at moving one of your cheaper center wings back to a Teddy in a couple of weeks' time. So I don't think I'd be getting Dufty or Edwards because I feel like it's going to be an automatic two trades for not having mm. improved your team in the long run. That's a, a fair call there. I've had a look at some of the center wings as well. You've mentioned uh, Nofo and you did mention To'o as well. So To'o won't be playing for the Blues there. Brian Kelly is another one yes. that I've earmarked down yep, there. So obviously you've got a lot of wraps on him in last season. He ran into a bit of a purple patch as well. So they're three sort of gun guys there. And by this stage, we talked about it last week as well, that center wing, it's a sort of slow burn. You need to ride out these horrible cash cows and then hope you can churn out a bit more cash around your side there and upgrade these guys to the the guns that we know and love uh, over the season there. So maybe, as you said, for you know, trading out of Tedesco or Pappenhausen, that's two trades there. But trying to get in a, if you target a guy like Nofo, Toto or Kelly, if you don't have them, for this buy round, you're not going to trade them back out. So you're sort of saving a trade. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, it's still doing two trades if you're trading Teddy out and getting Teddy back in. But I think in the long run, you're improving your side more than going Teddy to Dufty, Dufty to Teddy. Um, you're not improving your, your side anywhere else. Um so, yeah, I think that's be a route I'd more look at um, in that respect. But it's um, it's say it's not something I had thought about to this point, but it's definitely given me something to consider now as we head towards that. We we've got two months to do it, but it's um, it's something you need to think about, isn't it? Hmm. Have you got the the schedule up there for that round thirteen? I do. I do. Who are Parramatta playing? The Knights. So that'll be the Knights Ooh. without Kalen Ponga. Um, Hoss, uh, Mitchell Pierce still won't be around. And I don't know what David Clemens is going to be doing. Tyson Frizzell won't be there. There's every chance he's picked for New South Wales. Mm. And, yeah, David Clemens sort of a fringe at the moment. He may not be selected again like he wasn't last season. But, yeah, we could be missing a few guys in that game. So if you look at uh, the... Parramatta side there, you've got Dylan Brown, who you spoke about last week in the same realm as sort of Luai, Munster and Walker as a pod sort of play there. But in terms of being actually on the field, you'd expect him out of all of those guys to be more than certain to play in that round 13 side there, as well as Reed Marnie. We haven't mentioned it, but he was one of the top 10 in terms of the overall supercoach averages for the first couple of rounds there, first four rounds. So Reed Marnie has been flying in terms of just genuine base as well as attacking points. Reed Marnie has been absolutely top of the charts there. So if you're looking at a couple of guys who are going to come into that um, round 13 side, provide some great coverage there in a pretty decent matchup, um, Dylan Brown sort of goes without saying, I think, we can sort of justify a, maybe a Walker or a Munster trade out more than a Tedesco or Pappy. But a guy like Reed Marnie, he is continuing to rise in this game. Should we be considering him more and more as an option as the weeks go on? I'm starting to think you have to. He's 
proving that it's not a flash in the pan. He's had a 134 to start the year against the Broncos and myself included, we just went, no, that's not sustainable. He's never done this, blah, yep. blah, blah. Exactly. Followed it up with an 82 against Melbourne and then um, he scored another ton last week against the Tigers. So, and then, and then looking ahead, like Dragons, Broncos again, Bulldogs, uh, Manly, and then the depleted Knights in round 13. That's his next couple of months. Got a fantastic draw and putting up huge scores. Hmm. It's hard to argue against, but I guess if you've got a guy like Jaden Braley and even Connor Watson in, it, it sort of makes it like you're not missing out too no, much. No, and that was going to be my next point. Yeah. Like, uh, and a lot of people have um, Braley uh, or Marnie, and so it's one or the other. And if you've got Braley, there's every chance you've got Connor Watson in your 5'8 position that you could flick up. Um I know personally also I've got um, Liddell and I know I'm probably not going to be wanting to keep him for that length of time, but he's another player that play, another guy that plays there. So if I end up getting stuck and with still him, still scoring, that's it. So he'll probably score another ton this week too. So it just, hmm. there's guys there that we've started with. We've been really lucky in um, cheapies with the Broncos and, and Tigers in particular. Um, and then studs for Panthers, Storm, Titans, um, that we've got a really good range of players that we've already got a good base. And as you said, Dylan Brown, I think, is somebody I'm going to be looking very, very heavily at leading into that buy round. He's not been putting up huge scores, but he's he's averaging, what, 50-plus? Um, and it's he's waiting to all burst. Base. Waiting. It's all base. He scored 61 on the weekend, which was his highest of the year, and 57 of it was in base, um, base plus stats. So, mm. as soon as these attacking stats come, he's going to start flying. So, I'm um, he's dropping cash at the moment, and I'm looking, I'm just waiting to pounce on him. Yep, that's a fair call. Just to remind everyone, so the Round 13 buyer, so you've got Dragons, Broncos, Tigers, Panthers, Storm, Titans, Knights, and Eels. So, as we said, fairly uh, super coach relevant sides coming out there. So, keep an eye on some of these guys here. The last ones and some of the guns that won't feature or won't likely feature in Origin here, I'll just rattle off some of the names. In the front row and second row, we've got Tavita Pangai Jr. He should play a stack of minutes in that uh, Broncos pack there. Uh, Nathan Brown, second row only, but, geez, he's an out-and-out gun when he's on song there, and he looks pretty in form here. Fisher Harris, he's a, uh, well, he's a Kiwi, so he won't get a start there. He's second row and front row jewel. If you've got him at the start, hang on to him. Billy Kickow, I've got him down here. He's, oh, he's a roller coaster. He's a Damien Cook sort of type. Is he, though? He gets big minutes. He's well, top. What does he score at the moment? He's top 15 at the moment with a, something like a an 80 average. He's absolutely killing it. It's just so hard to get a read because some weeks he gets chopped down just short well, of the line and then goes off the field for half an hour, gets 50 or so. Yeah, it's such a what potent side though, isn't it? And looking at that draw, they play the, ti- <coughs> excuse me, the Tigers um, on the Friday night. So it's a favorable matchup. Obviously, they'll be weakened without Cleary there um, and a host of other guys, as you've mentioned. But um, the Tigers, they, they won't be missing too many. 
Mitch Barnett, your boy, uh, second row forward. A lot of people have got him. I don't see any trade outs for him. And Ryan Madison, obviously a guy we've sort of kept out of the frame of mind there. He's coming back from that concussion issues. He's been named this week, but geez, he's the sort of guy that I don't think will get named in the blue side. Hasn't played an origin match before. If he gets named in that eel side there, the guy that we know what he can do in a, in a week like this, I just see it a huge upside for him in the origin arena or the, the buy arena for Supercoach. I see a big score for him coming there. So I think he's definitely a guy we should be looking at trading in at some point there, if, if not uh, earlier. Than well, he's, gonna, he's one of the premier guys in that position. So you want to have him in your side anyway. Um, and he's... Exactly. He's expensive at the moment, but he's got 140 break even thanks to the um, concussion game. So he's going to be dropping cash at a quick rate over the next couple of weeks. So it could be a gift for us in by round seven. Mm. Let's just see how he goes this week. Hopefully he gets on the field there and we see exactly what he does. I mean, a few guys I haven't included as well. Payne Haas, he's one that may play for the Blues. If he doesn't, you, you geez, think he, yeah, you think he would though. Exactly right. He yeah killed it for them previously. So I think um, the way he's likely to play, if he was for some reason not in the blues side there, he'd absolutely jump on him in a heartbeat there. I think he's just that sort of guy that you need to, to dig in there. But I'm really big on this round 13 week. I think I think back to when I did okay at this game here and I was sitting oh, top 30 after the bye weeks. And it was because I'd really heavily targeted these weeks here to get players in my side, get a you know, healthy roster there and good players as well, the the likes of Maddo and those sort of guys that could fill in and, and you know, churn out a decent score there. It wasn't your Jason Saabs or whoever that might just fill a, you know, have a warm body in your 17 there. I really targeted this these sort of weeks here, the bye weeks, as a point of difference and tried to get ahead of players i don't know if you've done that before but i feel like if you have players that have targeted too many players that are going to play uh, only the round 17 by week and not round 13 this is sort of a, a time where you can really get the jump on them and it, and it could be a huge difference we're talking hundreds of points yeah exactly right um if you pick the right guy for those games mm. You're rocketing up the rankings, and it's a definite strategy for overall players to climb the rankings over that sort of four or five week period. Um, you know, trading out the right guys is big. Guys who are going to miss games and they be sitting on you as an NPR for your side, even in the non-origin weeks, um, as you mentioned, the Teddies. If he gets arrested, you know, it's a it's a definite risk, but it's something that could work out for you. That, um, as I said before, I'm heavily loaded at pro round 13 guys, which means in the three to four weeks between the two buy rounds, I've got to make a stack of trades to get even a base 17 on the field, which is where it really comes tricky because there's, um, you know, you're getting these stud round 13 players in, you're not going to be wanting to trade them out again. No, exactly right. And you should be thinking about that as well. Like it's a, you know, he's sort of trading in for those points during the buy rounds, but you also want to rely on them in the weeks to come. Um, you can play them regularly in your 17 or you can even hold them the long term. That's that's a guy like Maddo. That's a guy like even Pangai Jr., depending on where he lands in this side there. 
Um, Dylan Brown, even if he manages to turn it around, and Reed Marnie. There's a, there's a lot of genuine options there in that round 13. That's it. Um, show me the coach that's going to trade out Nofo and Toto uh, right before the run home, and I'll show you a, a panicking super coach because those are guys that you just want in your center wing. Um, by the end of the year. So if you've got them there by around 13, you're holding on to them for dear mm. life. Conversely, Matt, we've spoken about the guns that are going to feature in those round 13 sides there, but the guys that may not feature beyond that time, but cheapies that are going to fill the role because their sides have been decimated by origin call-ups. So we go through, and a lot of them, I've, I've sent you the list here. I don't know if you've got anyone else, but centre wing is the name of the game here. If you look at some of these guys that I've earmarked as potential cheapies that will come in for a, a, at least a week but still get a run there, they are thick, uh, thick, few, well, they are plentiful. You've got Dean Eremir for the Storm. He might replace Josh Adokar, even Pappenhausen, in, if he gets a call up there. One of the Fiengai brothers for the Dragons, we talked about him all through the offseason. He might come in for Lomax there. Hayes Dunster. Parramatta plays on the extendeds every single bloody week. He might get a run with all the uh, yeah Gutho and Fergo out, so there's a good yep. chance he gets the call up. Yeah, uh, Mazu for the Titans. A lot of big raps on this guy here. Titans have a the very big Origin contingent this year. At least in the back line, they've got AJ Broomson and Philip Sammy. You might fill some roles in the Queensland side there on purpose. And Jamin Salmon. <laughs> on purpose. We're much better this year, but I think they did their job last year as well. They killed it. Origin winners. And Jamin Salmon, the fish, He might. Uh, he's playing for Penrith these days. He's a 5'8 and centre wing in Supercoach. He's about 180K. Plenty of Penrith love for the Origin arena. So if the half goes down like a Cleary and or Luai, you'd expect this sort of guy, experienced NRL player-ish come in for the side so Jamin Salmon could be a run there so those are the sort of guys that you could easily squeeze in with the four plus trades that you'll get in that round 13 bye week and some of the guys you can maybe start looking at as we gear up to that round 13 week so they're not I guess costing you a huge amount here and they they might get a play unfortunately a guy like Joseph Suwali even Sam Walker uh, they only play the round 17 weeks they're no good for you in round 13 but plenty of center wing cheapies for you to keep an eye on here lakey how are we doing for time uh we've just kicked over 35 minutes so we're doing right on mate let us go through we've gone through origin we've gone through the bye week planning we've gone through how everything is looking top 40 players here so let's talk about round five some of the trade in and trade out targets have you got the top tens in front of you i do i do i do i do let me bring them up um trade outs the highest the top three are tex hoy fogarty and, and tupanua um all injury cases tex hoy still came off a pretty decent game i think but fogarty and tupanua very low scoring so you can understand why they're out uh no tex hoy's got to go with Pong and exactly right. right so he's not he's going to be struggling to get a game again um afb another injury case Brody croft has been dropped but then um, the bottom half... Bro, people had Brody coughed. Well, yeah. Yeah, almost 2,000. <laughs> 1850. So, yeah. Jesus. He's been traded out that many times. So, you assume he's still in a couple of teams too. But um, Tessie New, Stephen Crichton, Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell um, are in the 
top outs. I can only assume Latrell's there because everybody wants Pappenhaus. <laughs> Happy. But, yep. yeah, it's a couple of surprising ones considering um, the names that are there. In the adverse, uh, almost 10,000 people have traded in Sam Walker this week. And as we said, you've got another week to look at him. So, um, yeah, but, yeah, Puppy's right at the top, number three, as a trade-in, uh, as well as big scorers from round four, Brian Toto and Blake Ferguson, Teague Wilton, Dave Fafita. So, yeah, it's those sorts of guys. It's the reaction trades that we see every week. Uh, Matt Burton. Matt Burton, there, who's number six. Isaiah Papali'i. I say it's a couple of disappointed coaches going to be there if um, Matto does return. Mm. But yeah, that's it. Papa Lee on the bench. Uh, Topany, not Joseph, but no uh, Jackson different. from the Dogs. A Jackson, a Jackson. Basement he's Price, on the bench as well. second row forward. So I can understand that, but I think he's only played the one game. So it's he has. I think it was his debut last yeah, week. Yeah, that's it. So it's another funny one. Um, as I said, we, we see him every week, reactionary trades. Um, mm. You just you wait a week. <laughs> wait a week on those sorts of guys, see if they're actually there next week. Exactly right. I mean, yeah, it's still a risk with Sam Walker, but I've traded him in. Anyway, as we get to our trade-ins, I've traded in Sam Walker this week. My boy, Michael Morgan, it may be the last time we ever see his name in my side. It brought a tear to my eye, but the, the price drop to Walker was was too far, uh, too much to, to go without. So I've traded him out. I've also traded in uh, Kurt Capewell, bit of a down week last week, but I said last week I'd just look to shore my center wing up there. So I've traded out the Fuss. Yeah. So if you're going to get on that's the Fuss any time try scorer this week. That's mm. a huge win. Um, yeah, no, for me, I've, I've, I'm looking at holding trades. I'd love to trade Jason Saab to just about anybody. Um, I'd trade him to you if I could, but... Um, Got him, mate. Got him. Yeah, it's just, no, nah, I think I'll have to hold. There's not, not much point trading him out now. Um, who are you going with, Cappies? Uh, Pappenhausen. Yeah. I think going against the dogs there, I reckon he's an absolute certainty to at least turn up uh, the way that the dogs are playing there. And I think the um, the other guy I've got my VC on as I just go over the 40 minutes, looks like we're donating, is uh, Nathan Cleary. So I didn't go last week, but some of the junk points he got is just incredible. The, the weird busts at the end of the game he always gets credited with and some of the runs and the freak kicks and all that and, sort of thing. You watch the game, he he was definitely not having a good game and the second half he just went, no, nah, I'm going to run, I'm going to score and um, didn't get over the line but actually injected himself into the game. Who are you going with, mate? Who's same. Captain? That was exactly the same as I had listed. Um, as I say, it's hard to pick anyone from the earlier games, I think, um, now that Cody's not there against the Broncos. But, um, yeah, clearly looks like a standout on the Friday. And-, and so you are, as I hear, not going for a trade this week. So what's your plan for next week? So obviously trying to play it conservative, I guess, and, and hold the trades and look for the back end of the year. But are you planning anything big it's, next week? In all honesty, it's not that I was playing conservative. I had a plan for this week. I was going to trade... Um, Liddell out for, um, you know, uh, uh, Josh Schuster, who I missed last week because I went for Cody Walker. So, 80K. Yeah, I missed the 80K and I got, you know, 70 points and a week off. So, it's beautiful. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But, um, yeah, Liddell's scored a try. He punched out a 70 plus and he plays the Cowboys this week. So, I don't see there's much point in me trading him out. So, it looks like I just hold for the week. Um, 
and just start building. I'm looking, as we said, the Dylan Browns and the Ryan Madisons when their prices drop over the next couple of weeks. Um, so I'll just start making a few buy trades, I suppose. And one guy we haven't spoken about, he's not a bye week player and he's not a Madison or that sort of stuff, Jason Taumalolo. Didn't mention him in last night's pod either, but this week's pod, uh, a few guys coming back lately, Payne Haas, Ryan Madison, hopefully this week, and Taumalolo. Um, what do you make of Lolo? Is he a guy that you're going to be looking at for round 17? Yeah, definitely be looking at him. Um, depends on how the coach is using him and what his attitude's like and, and whatnot. Um, but, like, because round one was just awful um, usage and whatnot. So if he's if he's being used like that week-in, week-out basis, you can't go near him, I don't think. Um, but he is an absolute superstar of the game, so I think he's going to inject himself at some stage. Um, but, yeah, price is going to drop over the next, um, you know, once his price starts moving, considering he's only played the one game. Definite watch. But, um, not a priority in my book. Oh, the priority for me, mate, is Thursday night footy. It's going to be a great start to the round here. You and I, we have gone over 43 minutes. We knew it would happen. Yes. Only just. No, and I think we both sort of made this bet knowing that we'd have to donate and it's a, a such a great cause that we're happy to do so anyway. Absolutely. If we're going to donate it, we might as well do it to November rather than Sportsbet or any of the like there. So either way, it's going to a good course here. Uh, you and I, at least we've kept to under an hour. I think that's absolutely a pat on the back. That's a huge win. Well done. I don't Mike. think we've done that this year. It is. No, well, it helps when you're not making any trades this week as well and you're being conservative. I think as we've said, though, there's a lot to think about over the coming weeks as well. It's a long-term game. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Exactly there, so. right. And so the next couple the of to- pods, I think mm. we'll start looking more and more at these buy round trades. Um, you know, obviously the week in, week out trades that we look at every week. But, um, yeah, the strategy is going to come into play a lot more over the next couple of weeks and we'll have to start really putting that at the forefront of our thinking for the long term. Absolutely, mate. It's uh, exciting times in the NRL. Who knows what next week will bring? Maybe Jason Saab will score a hat-trick. Who knows? Um, It's that kind of year, hey? I'll donate another 50. If Jason Saab (laughs) scores a hat-trick, I'll happily donate another 50 to Movember. Love it, mate. Thank you very much for joining me yet again for a SC report for Wednesday. Trades and captains should be a cracking week there. Lakey, look forward to speaking to you next week. Always. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.